Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. We are officially live. <laughs> oh, sorry. Thank you for the entertainment there, Rich. Um, hello to everybody. Welcome to Workflow Wednesday, uh, both on the Boca podcast. This episode is going to go live later today. And then also on Facebook Live, the uh, Photographer's Edit Facebook page, facebook.com slash photogs edit. Uh, for those of you watching live, uh, this is going to be a particularly entertaining episode because apparently Rich is going to do a dance for us. <laughs> I've been wanting, I've been I've been itching to do a dance for a while now. So, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I figured we need to do something interesting because the topic that we're going to actually get into today for Workflow Wednesday is not usually the sexiest of topics. What? Uh, hence, Rich, we need you to compensate with your sexiness. <laughs> Uh, but in all seriousness, I was going to unbutton a couple of buttons right here. Just <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> that'll that'll spice things up. Well, in all seriousness, we're actually as part of the the Workflow Wednesday series, uh, and as I say almost every week now, Workflow is literally everything that we do on a day to day basis as photography business owners. Uh, today, we're going to be specifically talking about how we manage the numbers, and um, while it's not the most fun topic in the world. Uh, it is a rela- reality of our existence. And um, I-, I will say right off the bat, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, and-, and maybe you all can relate, or maybe you were just perfect to begin with. But um, my <laughs> biggest weakness as a photographer was my numbers, the way that I managed my numbers. I, I was, uh, rather than proactive- proactively both educating myself, I guess, or at least finding somebody who knew what they were doing and partnering with them and educating myself and proactively going after the numbers, I, I mean, I, I acted as a child, basically, and I just kind of hid from them. And um, needless to say, that hurt me and my business. And uh, so I, I always tell photographers that the biggest thing that I can encourage them to do, I mean, outside of branding and marketing and, and these other things, when it comes to actually building a sustainable business is to be very proactive in the management of your numbers. We're going to talk about how to do that today and as efficient uh, an approach as possible because we're all about trying to create freedom for you, the photographer, the, the business owner. Um, that is our priority ultimately in Workflow Wednesday. So we're going to talk about how you can efficiently manage your numbers. And uh, and I guess we'll just kind of jump right into it. This is probably going to be just an... We've been doing uh, episodes or series rather of episodes on various topics. I think today is going to be a one-off. I don't think too many people want to spend multiple weeks talking about the numbers, but we need to hit it at least once. So uh, Rich and Heather, thank you for joining us. Uh, Rich and Heather from Rich Smith Photography. And uh, it, Rich, you were actually commenting earlier about the fact that Heather was excited about today's conversation because she gets to to add much more to the conversation. This is a big part of what she does. Is that right, Heather? It is. Although I will say that accounting and bookkeeping for our business is a team effort between Rich, myself, our bookkeeper, and our CPA. So it's not all on me. I'm not an expert by any stretch, but I do have some 
understanding of what's going on. Yeah. So I feel like we need to have some sort of a, like legal, uh, you know, statement. Of like <laughs> you know, we, are not, we are not CPAs and accountants. <laughs> yeah. Please go yeah. talk to a professional. You know, this is this is very true, and I, I think we've alluded to this before in the, on on these particular episodes. But this is really meant just to be very much a conversational, very laid back conversational format. We're not here to, to necessarily present ourselves as, on ex, as experts on any one of these topics that we're covering. We're simply sharing our experiences as photography business owners and um, some of the things that we've learned, maybe the hard way or hopefully in e- the easy way over the years. And so that's how we're approaching this. Yes, we are not accountants. Definitely refer to an accountant. And you know what? Actually, I didn't include this in the list of questions that I sent you all that, that we might cover today, but let's let's actually start with this topic of an accountant. Um, did you hire an accountant right away when you started your photography business or was that something that, that you later on you're like, oh, I should probably do this? Rich and Heather, I'll start with you guys. We've had a... We ha- it's been so long. Let me think back. Um, I know. Yeah, I think I think it was very it was evident I, very early on that we needed a um an accountant, well, a, a CPA for our annual tax prep. I think that's just kind of like the the lowest common denominator that most businesses need. Um, and it wasn't until a little bit later that we started utilizing a bookkeeper on a more regular basis for mm-hmm. some of our outsourcing. And I'll talk about that later. But yeah, for tax prep purposes, we've had a oh, yeah. CPA from the beginning, I, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, some okay. we like, some we didn't. We've had, we've had a couple changes. <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple changes. I, yes, I can absolutely relate on that yeah. front. Why, why do you end up changing? Like what, what are the, the main reasons that well, you end up switching reason, to somebody else? Well, the first reason, without naming any names, the first reason that we changed from our initial uh, CPA was that he was so... Our personalization did not match. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just, it oh, really... I, I think we actually shared that same yes. CPA. We, yes. Oh, yeah. yes, that's yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, forgot for about that bit. completely. So I have to apologize then for referring you guys to or him. No, no, to no, no. It was someone else. It was someone else. It was. Oh, it I think, I think okay. we referred you to, to him. I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I know for a fact it was a, 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 a another photographer in town that that uh, that referred us to them. So yeah. So, okay. uh, um, but yeah. we, we we'll talk about the specifics later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly we're not trying to, to bash anybody, but I was just kind of curious. Um, I do remember that particular uh, CPA yeah. and. It's funny. You think that personality shouldn't matter, especially when it comes to the numbers. Ultimately, we just want to get the job done. Sure. Uh, he was maybe one of the most dry personalities that yep. I've ever, ever yep. met. Yep. And when it when it came to dealing, especially at that stage of my business, when it came to dealing with numbers, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to feel like I had, and still to this day, really, I want to feel like I've got somebody on my side who is yes. empathizing with me and feels my pain and knows what I'm going through and is going to make recommendations and is trying to find however many yes. ways that, that we can to, to save money. Um, and it, it was, it was and just can speak to someone and can speak to someone like us who isn't in that world can use language, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. that, that someone who, who doesn't live in that world can understand yeah. and can interpret and can, it, it just, you just, you just need language that's usable, you know? Yeah. I mean, like we, uh, every interaction with this particular, um, uh, it, CPA, it was like, we were in the conversation and just felt depleted. We just felt like, <laughs> yes. but like, like we, we, we would call just, just literally for a yes or no answer. Just literally. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I just need a yes or no. That's mm-hmm. it. And he, and he would literally turn this yes, or no answer into a 30 minute conversation. No joke. 
Yeah. And, and we're like, and, and we're like, we're wasting time. And then bill you for it probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, we're, we're, we're wasting time here. You know, like I just yeah, need, yeah. you know, don't, I don't need all of the specifics, yeah. just yes or no. Boom. Done. And, uh, and the conversation went in with the yes or no. We're like, you took 30 minutes to get there and I just needed, I didn't need the, you know, so, so yeah, we, we, we've changed a couple of times and, um, but it's, um, but, but, uh, but it's, it's all good. So. So when you changed though, just to get back to this and I don't want to dwell here, but yep. what were the main, in this case, it was personality. What are other yep. reasons that you've, that you've changed and ultimately what did you find? And again, we won't name names, but what did you find that, that worked particularly well for you? We actually actually switched to a much bigger accounting firm that is um, a very reputable downtown company from our second CPA, which we had no problem with him, but Rich's brother became a certified CPA. And so we decided to go ahead and use someone who really, truly had our best interest um, at heart. And um, so the first switch was personality related. And the second switch we, was no fault of the second CPAs at all. We just switched to a family member and uh, who works okay. for, like I said, a big reputable accounting firm downtown. They, and they, they really had to bend the rules to actually get us in. I mean, it's, it's such a large firm. They don't, they never sure. take, take businesses. Our, our, but he talked to the, to one of the partners and uh, they said, sure. They know. typically take much bigger companies and corporations. Much, much bigger companies. So we're the little okay. guy for sure. <laughs> They're like, oh, how cute. Oh, oh, oh sweet. <laughs> I knew we would make this conversation fun. Let's do this, people. Yeah, and we're just getting started. I mean, we're only like nine minutes in. Yeah, we're, this is good. Haley, how about you? You've looked so excited about this conversation there. Um, while I, Rich and Heather were talking. I actually really love this topic. I, I think yeah. I'm intrigued by numbers. So when mm. you sent out that we were going to talk about this today, I was like, yes, finally. I like, <laughs> I feel like this is something I've really nailed down. I mean, I've only, my business has only been in business for like a month and a half, two months now. But the reality is like the last year and a half that I've been contracting, freelancing, I wasn't operating under a business. Um, I was operating as a freelancer or a contractor because I wasn't really taking on photo shoots and sessions and uh, weddings. So for me, this well, was my I'll first. Add a, I'll add a little bit of context to that too. I mean, yeah. so much of what you do, um, you, you have a photography business, you have a freelance marketing business, and then you're also working full-time for photographers edit and the marketing realm, digital marketing realm. So much of what you're doing, particularly with Facebook ads is data driven, numbers Correct. driven. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that that kind of lends lends to the, your your kind of interest in the topic as well. Yeah, that's probably true because <laughs> um, I did not really love math in school. So, you know, um, I, I'm not but, sure that many of us do. Yeah. yeah. So I actually reached out to my network on Facebook and just said, hey, I'm looking for a CPA, an accountant, someone to help me with numbers um, just to make sure I'm doing everything right. And I had quite a few people recommend me to others. And then one of my bridesmaids from a wedding that I had shot uh, back in 2015, I think it was back then, or maybe 2016, she reached out to me and she was like, Hey, I'm actually in the process of getting my license or certification, or I don't remember what it is, but, um, but my family owns our own accounting firm and we'd love to just have you come in and talk. And it was the first person that like said, Hey, we want to consult with you and see what you're looking for how we can help. And so I had also gone to high school with her for a year. She's my brother's age. And I was like, well, I'd like to support someone's business that they're local 
or local to me that I actually know rather than going to someone I'm not really, I don't know. And so going into that hour long meeting, which was a free consultation, they answered every single question that I had regarding money. And I was, as I was leaving, I was like, are you sure this is free? Because every other person I've talked to is going to charge me for everything you just told me. And they were like, no, I mean, this is what you need to know in order to hire us. So so it's, that's that's huge. Again, that place to that idea that I was talking about of feeling like somebody's on your side and so much mm-hmm. of why we need to hire a CPA or a bookkeeper, an accountant, or maybe a combination of all three is for that very knowledge that you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's not it, it's not an exact correlation. But when we talk about the idea of outsourcing editing at Photographer's Edit, the, the idea there is that you're not simply just handing editing over to anybody but that you're handing editing it over to somebody who not only knows how to handle that editing, but in many cases can even do a better job than you can. I mean, we, that's the commentary that we've gotten from photographers in the past. Um, that type of professionalism is, is so uh, both in, in, in the way that they interact with you, certainly, but then also in their, in their actual ability is so, so important. The knowledge or the lack of knowledge, I think, I know for me, at least, uh, both a lack of knowledge and misplaced assumptions uh, is what led to the fear and fear is such a dramatic word. I, I don't almost don't even want to use it, but the, the apprehension that I had when it came to managing my numbers as a photographer and um, that definitely hurt me. So yeah, having somebody on your side that can, that can give you all the information you need, but then to Rich's earlier point too, also hold back uh, when necessary to not, you know, sometimes you just want somebody to kind of do the job and get it done and, and only right. tell you as much as is relevant to you. And that's important too. a balance is nice. Mm-hmm. Well said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't mean to uh, to interrupt you and kind of cut off the flow of conversation no. <laughs> altogether. But um, so, at this point, are you using that particular uh, that particular accountant, or have you moved on to somebody else? I'm using that one. Um, and what I really liked about them was they were very open to doing things the way I would want to do it. So, for the first three months of my business. I'm managing it myself. And then when I go to pay my taxes for, well, my self-employment taxes, that's when I'm going to reach back out to them and say, Hey, can you just review everything in my, I'm about to answer one of our questions, QuickBooks account. Um, Because I want to make sure that I'm doing it right, but I want to know that I can do it on my own. And they were very open to saying, yeah, if you can do it on your own, do it on your own, but we're here if you need us. Well, and and I think that's an interesting point too. And I'll go ahead and make the correlation again to editing photographers that are using our service. And in most cases, hopefully know how to use Lightroom, for example. Um, there's enough knowledge there that when they they get the finished pro- product back, they can import into Lightroom and and they can take it from there. On the occasion, they may have to do a very quick job and they don't have time to to go ahead and send it to photographer's editor. It's you know fifteen twenty images. It doesn't make sense. Uh, and they go ahead and do it on their own to have a baseline knowledge of all of these different topics that we ultimately have to address or to deal with as business owners is important. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's important to, to ultimately hire a professional that, that is a specialist in that particular field and we can delegate to them. So that's, that's an important point. I'm glad that you bring that up. And yeah, you, you already alluded to the, the software that you're using actually to track. We're going to break this into uh, income and then expenses. And this may seem really, really basic. And maybe some of you are just on top of it. The stuff you've, you've totally covered this topic. You know what you're doing. You're on top of your numbers. You're making crazy amounts of money and um, no need to, to listen into this, con- this conversation. That's fine. But I'm going to assume that 
some of our listeners at least are in a similar position to what I've heard being in the industry now for about 17 years um, in the past, which is very haphazard in nature in the way that they're they're managing their numbers, um, that they're tracking their income, their expenses, and ultimately not only paying taxes, but then hopefully they're even considering this, but looking at their numbers from a proactive standpoint in, in regards to their business and growing their business. Where am I losing money? Where could I make more money? And, and managing their, pro, their, their, uh, their money, their finances proactively in the sense that they're looking for opportunities to be able to grow their company. So uh, those are three kind of major areas that we'll, that we'll hit here. We're going to start with tracking income. So Haley, go ahead and take it away from, from there. Yeah, so I use QuickBooks. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, so I QuickBooks has been well before QuickBooks it was a spreadsheet which is it's not as user friendly. Um I mean I was using Google Sheets and I still use Google Sheets just to have a backup. Um and that the Google Sheets are what I use to um track what I'm paying myself and how much self-employment tax to take out. Um, so is that something that can be done, um, in QuickBooks, uh, for the sake of just kind of managing the whole picture as opposed to breaking it up? You can. The only issue is it's, um, I'm using self the QuickBooks for self-employed and there's QuickBooks online for business. So I'm, I started with a trial of it and I'm just seeing how it goes before I decide if I want to switch to QuickBooks online. Um, but for what I'm doing, it, it gives you an estimated tax. And so far it's not been correct um, yeah. because it's estimating what I'm going to be paying versus the actual to date, what I'm paying. Um, so what I've been doing is when the, in, when the income comes in, I pay myself a certain amount, no matter what I make that month. If I make more, it stays in the business account and I just keep my standard paycheck coming through. And then when it goes into my personal account, I just transfer it. I have my bank account set up to where I can transfer from business to personal. And that's considered my paycheck. And from my personal account, I take that income minus the whatever, 30%-ish. I always do 30 just in case anything ever happens. <laughs> and I transfer that to a separate account that's just for taxes. So that's how I'm... Yay! <laughs> Taxes. Yeah. Um, so I, have, I have a couple of questions for you. First of all, this workflow that you're describing right now, is this one that you kind of came up with yourself or is this something your accountant suggested to you or how did you come up with it? No, I came up with it myself um, because I started it before I got an accountant. <laughs> um, okay. So I, my spreadsheet is like a, it's also my timesheet. So if I'm keeping track for, of time for either photographers at it or um, another client or whatever it might be, it's got how many hours I'm working multiplied by what I make multiplied by, or well, minus the 30% of taxes. And then you can figure out if it's paid and there's like a check mark for paid. <laughs> so it's a very complicated spreadsheet, but for me it works just because I can see all the numbers right then and there. And I'm not relying on the math of a computer that I'm not sure is correct. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not and, estimated. And I would be, and, and maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you should have invited an accountant on board too, that, that knows <laughs> QuickBooks a little bit more. Cause I can't speak to its ability when it comes to that particular issue, but I'm glad that you, that you mentioned the spreadsheet as well, because, um, this is something that I've heard over the years is that photographers are using spreadsheets to keep, keep track of their, 
their finances for their business. And um, I think it would, it would be comparable to, well, again, I'm going to use the editing as an example here. It's not that you can't do your own editing. It's just not the most efficient way to run your business and probably not the most cost-effective uh, or shall we say profit effective in the end to do your own editing. Um, there are a lot of photographers that run their business um, in a, such a way that they take on everything that they can versus taking on what they should. And uh, of course, the goal would be to delegate anything that doesn't absolutely require you. And in this case, when we're talking about finances, um, delegating something that ultimately doesn't that not only doesn't require you, but ultimately is going to potentially make you money is important. Uh, but when it comes to using those those resources or those tools that are sp- uh, that are specialists or are specialized for a particular job, um, I, that was kind of a long way around. But this is my point that I was getting to um, is that it's important to use tools that are actually specialized for a particular job. So spreadsheets, no question, can get the job done. Um, but at the end of the day, QuickBooks, as you alluded to, is designed specifically to process this information and give it to you in a nice little package as efficiently as possible. And that is the benefit of using something like QuickBooks. Um, you know, I've, I had a, a good friend of mine in town who ran his whole landscaping company through a spreadsheet and could speak to the power of it. And I don't, I don't um, deny the power of it. Uh, and, and again, to the, to the uh, analogy that I use, we may all be great editors, that's not really the point. The, the question is, does it actually benefit your business? And the last thing that I want to do is to have to manually create a spreadsheet that um, I could kind of automate the process of through something like QuickBooks. And, and um, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of simplicity, I guess is the very simple version. Uh, and the irony, of course, is I just took five minutes to say that. So <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get to the point. I didn't do so very efficiently, but very, very simply, Spreadsheets, they might work, um, and that's good. And of course, this is no knock on, on your current workflow. Haley, I know that you're kind of testing things out. Uh, but for those of you listening in, if all you're used to using is, is something like a spreadsheet, there are tools out there that are to get dedicated specifically to managing the finances of your business. Take advantage of them. They'll probably simplify your life. I'll probably give you way more information than you can even think to enter on a spreadsheet, and you'll benefit pretty significantly from that. Um, Rich and Heather, how about you guys? How do you track just specifically income at this point? Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we actually use QuickBooks online. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, we've been using that for years and years and years. We, in fact, uh, um, I remember when we first got started, we actually had to, um, it only worked in Internet Explorer. Uh, and uh, we had to actually uh, do, actually, uh, we, we only had a Mac computer. And so we had to actually had to boot up into a Windows environment to actually do our accounting. <laughs> yeah. <And>, uh, <laughs> You're talking about efficiency. That was not very efficient. <laughs> it has uh, taken like QuickBooks has. And I think we may have alluded to this on a past episode, but QuickBooks has changed so significantly since I started using it. I mean, whatever, 15 years ago or more, mm-hmm. um, where it was a desktop based. If you want to share it with your accountant, you have to like burn data to a CD and and then like hand deliver it to your accountant like that, that process versus now this, this web-based system. That's so not only is it, is it efficient, but it's so well-designed. I mean, even in the last three or four years, they've refined the the whole user interface. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that, that's, that's probably the major reason. That's probably the major reason why we decided to use QuickBooks online simply because um, it's so, so efficient and communicating with our bookkeeper and CPA because they each we, have uh, their own username and password to uh, log in and oh, yeah. do what they need to oh, do. Yeah. Everything's online. They, they can get to our stuff and uh, with no interaction from us at all. So uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, 
And so um, I know there's other ones like wave accounting online. Um, and, uh, and again, I haven't really done that much research into it, um, but we, I've heard some great stuff about that as well. And so, um, um, but, but QuickBooks Online is, is, is very affordable for us and, uh, and, and, and uh, does what we need to do. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and something that I guess we kind of alluded to a second ago, but of course, one of the other advantages of using a system like this, not just simply to track the income. So somebody pays you, you go in, maybe you create the invoice and then you show that that's paid uh, or that a deposit's been been uh, paid toward the balance and then it shows the outstanding balance. Of course, just the, the basic math there that you need to be paying attention to as a business owner. But then um, ultimately, of course, it's giving you the information, hopefully, in most cases anyway, uh, information necessary for for taxes, sales tax, as well as income tax payments. And then uh, on a bigger picture level, tracking it through a system like this enables you to be able to look at something like a profit and loss statement. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's automatically generated from the information that you're entering into a system like QuickBooks. So, I mean, I I wish they paid me because I'm I'm such a huge fan uh, of the software and I've been promoting it like crazy for probably years now. But Again, I'm, I'm kind of amazed that photographers don't take advantage of systems like this more consistently because it's right there in front of you. It's, you know, kind of plug and play, easy to use. And um, yeah. we're missing out as business owners, not only if we're not taking advantage of it for for the process of paying taxes, which can be so mundane and frustrating and annoying, mm-hmm. uh, but also for the sake of proactively managing our numbers in order to build our business. So yeah. uh, that's yeah. do you have any unique process? Is that connected to your CRM? Thank you. uh, Shoot Q, yeah. yeah. The Shoot Q uh, connect directly in? No, not. Um, it has a way to to connect to a regular um, QuickBooks, but not QuickBooks Online. Um, maybe the new one does. Again, um, I, I I don't know. I, I'm not on the new system yet. So, um, but but when I get um, when I get a job, I will uh, I will enter it basically in um, well QuickBooks. I'm uh, sorry, uh, ShootQ does everything automatically um, for for me because um, once I I I create um, or I send my clients like a uh, proposal, um, all that um, is also always when they book me, all that's kind of built in. I already knows like, hey, they owe me this much right now, and um, this payment schedule is going to be like this, um, and so. Um, but but as I, I said in a past, we, we almost always take checks. Um, and so so when, when they book me, they'll mail me a check. They don't uh, use credit cards. Um, so it's not as automated as it could be. Um, and so but when I get a check, I actually have to. Actually, and I hate to interrupt, but just for those listening in who didn't get to hear last week, I think it was the last week's episode or the week before where you talked about how you don't accept um, credit card payments. Can you sum it up in like 60 seconds what, what you're alluding to there? Because that was a big, big value add for our listeners. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we, we only take a Venmo or debit, or like a debit card, um, I mean, uh, or checks. And the, the main, again, the main reason, which again, you can listen to more, but the main thing is that I, I added up, again, I'm looking at the numbers. I looked at the numbers one year about how much I was paying the credit card companies and realized I could literally have taken my family of four on vacation. Um, and so I basically had to eliminate that silent partner of, of, of mine. Uh, and, and not a very and, good um, partner at that. <laughs> if it's taking if it's taking money from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the in what you're referring to, just to clarify for those who, who may not clearly understand um, the percentage fees that you pay, the credit card processing fees that you paid um, as a result of accepting credit cards as payment, uh, that was actually costing you so much that you could have used that that same money to go on uh, on a vacation, which is, yeah. you know, incredible amounts of yeah. money. 
Yeah. Um, and you also alluded to this, and I want to reiterate it, and, and we've talked about this already, but it's so, so important. We'll say it over and over again. If you're not actually proactively looking at your numbers consistently, that's the kind of stuff that you're going to miss out on. Um, you know, in this kind of reactive mode, this haphazard reactive mode that a lot of photographers function in when they're running their business. And, and again, I was guilty. Um, they, they're, they're basically just trying to make to pay the bills at the end of the month, you know, and, and I just booked a, a $5,000 wedding. I'm so excited. That, okay. Hopefully I can pay rent and, and, uh. and food and, and maybe pay, pay sales tax, uh, you know, and hopefully not get behind on that. That's kind of reactive, yeah. uh, little frantic mode almost. Mm-hmm. And, um, what you're talking about is looking at your numbers proactively. You can mm-hmm. do that when you use a system like QuickBooks because all the information is going in. And let's go ahead and talk about expenses because it's almost a given, but I, I wanted to separate it for the sake of conversation. I'm yeah. assuming you're tracking expenses in, in QuickBooks as well? Yes. So um, I was alluded to earlier that Rich and I work as a team along with our bookkeeper and CPA. Um, I take care of the expenses side of the business. B- business expenses. Business expenses. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's clarify yeah. that. We're, yeah. Well, I mean, like, just Person- like Haley, I, I, I thought it was uh, really, really, it's just very smart to separate business from personal. I love how Haley gives herself a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's what we do as well. We give ourselves a paycheck. And, uh, and so uh, the personal stuff stays in personal and the business expense stays in the business. So, yes, that's a good point. We ha- we have a business account separate from a personal account and we use Mint to keep track of our personal finances and we use QuickBooks online to track our business expenses. So that's a good point. Um, but once per month, usually the first week of each new month, I will actually print off. I will log into our um, online uh, banking, I will print off the bank statement because I want the final numbers and when they hit the bank. I want to be as precise and exact as possible when I'm entering expenses. So I don't do this all throughout the month. I do this once per month with the bank statement in front of me um, early in the month, and I will enter all of our expenses for the business account into QuickBooks Online, and I will assign each transaction to its um, particular account, to the proper account. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, is there a reason that you're not using the auto? Um, it do, do it, call it? It, it, it was very ineffective. I spent more time rearranging and reassigning, mm-hmm. uh, doing it that way. than I just, then the data entry myself, it's okay. And just yeah. for context, for those listening in, what, what I was not so eloquently referring to is this process that QuickBooks enables you to be able to connect QuickBooks to your bank account so you can automatically import transactions yeah. into QuickBooks and then categorize them. Now, I will uh, say the last necessary. time I tried to do that, it's been a couple years. Uh, it's been a couple years ago, and that software was extremely glitchy when I tried to use it. So there's a chance that it's improved quite a bit and I could possibly save some time. But I have such a, a such a workflow that I do every month that really doesn't take me very much time, yeah. and I'm just I'm I'm just kind of in a groove, and I don't feel like I'm wa- I don't feel like I'm wasting time. I don't feel like I'm spending very much oh, time it would doing take this. Ever um, back in the day, again, mm-hmm. uh, we learned this from, uh, but we didn't uh, separate our personal and, and business, and like everything went through the bank. And Heather was like putting in so many transactions, transactions. Yeah. and like this is owner with uh, owner draw and this is that and this is that mm-hmm. and it took her took forever because everything but now like uh, she just has to record that paycheck um that that we took out um and and uh as owner draw and that i mean like that was and, yeah. and, and, and makes it makes this way way more simple 
Well, and, and I'll add to this too. I mean, Intuit is the company, of course, that owns QuickBooks and also owns Mint, the, the yeah. personal finance software that you're talking about earlier. I also use Mint, uh, extremely powerful software, mm-hmm. and it has a wonderful auto import feature. So I, w- I wonder if, if they have similar technology, mm-hmm. uh, the companies are in charge of that process. Maybe the Quick, QuickBooks process has, has improved as well. Because yeah, you're right. It was glitchy in the past. Um, hopefully they've improved that, but again, the goal here is, is efficiency. And so anything that we can do to possibly make our workflows more efficient, Mm -hmm. um, if, if for those of you who are listening, who first of all, aren't using QuickBooks, definitely begin using it. Uh, if you don't have a good system in place to, to track your finances, but then take advantage of tools like that, that will automate, uh, as much of that workflow as possible for you. Yeah. But but please continue. Yeah, I think I think now that um, it, it will become smarter over time as it starts learning. When you start assigning things, it makes okay. So next time I see this, I'll assign it to this. Very similar to Mint. So um, so mm-hmm. yeah. But like I said, so Rich takes care of the income side of our business, and that's the fun side. And uh, <laughs> and entering that information into QuickBooks, and I take care of the expenses side. So. Like I said, we have this bank statement. At the beginning of each month, we enter the uh, income and expenses. We kind of tag team on that. And when we've both done with that, when we're both done with that job, I can then go in and reconcile the account for the month. And the reason that that's important is because those numbers need to be perfect and solidified and reconciled so that we can pay our monthly sales and use tax. And that, so it used to be that we, we wouldn't actually reconcile every single month. And the problem with that is there are discrepancies and things that you can catch along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's become really important in the past few years of our business is reconciling every single month, which also it allows you not only to make sure that you're paying correctly each month, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but um, it, it causes you to stay on top of it and not get behind. So we are literally at the end of the year, there is no more bookkeeping that needs to be done for the year. Aside from gathering documents to hand off to our CPA, our QuickBooks online is for the year is just reconciled and done. So there's no backlog. There's no stress and sense of overwhelm, which I think is something that a lot of photographers struggle with is just getting behind on bookkeeping and letting Mm -hmm. it it just trample them. Yeah. We used to pay, uh, we used to pay sales tax every three months. Yes. Um, And, and and that was, I mean, like, again, we we would be like, okay, well we can just put this off another week Mm -hmm. or two, you know, a month or so. And then also we realized we had to do three months of like bookkeeping Mm -hmm. and and, a couple of days, like, and there's just, and then, and also the number that you had to pay to the government is even higher. It's just <laughs> it's, more it's, depressing. That's <laughs> painful all around to just do it monthly, you know? Yeah. Well, I was again, genuinely relieved when we got that information from the Tennessee Department of Revenue that we were now required to pay sales tax monthly because I thought, well, that's that's just great. That's going to hold us accountable to keep up with our books on a monthly basis and not get behind. So I was actually glad when we got that notice in the mail. <laughs> so. And, and you make such a great point about the, well, first of all, the stress. I mean, the stress is, is real, but um, or it can be. But what I'll add as a caveat here is that a lot of that stress has to do with something that I alluded to earlier with, in my personal experience, which, which was mm-hmm. to kind of delay uh, proactively dealing with my finances, whether it was putting together the numbers for sales tax payments or dealing with income tax payments or otherwise. Um, I was delaying that. And of course, that delay then just builds the stress internally versus proactively handling and knowing it's all taken care of. And so to that point, I'm curious, uh, Rich and Heather both, um, maybe you know offhand, how much time would you say that you spend a month working in QuickBooks in order to be in the space at the end of the year where you're like, hey, it's it's done? Like an hour. Yeah. 
yeah. total in a month. It's amazing. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Incredible. Oh yeah. That's incredible. Uh, we learned the hard way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but that that speaks but, it speaks volumes because again, I think that a lot of the apprehension uh, that comes from photographers with yes. regards to their finances, yes, the fear or the apprehension comes from a lack of understanding or of knowledge, um, and that's just on them to ultimately go to their accountant and and learn a little bit. But yeah. when it comes to actually getting the work done, as long as they stay on top of it, it doesn't have to take that much time. And I, I remember that I would I used to procrastinate even making sales tax payments, yeah. um, and. I, until the last minute. And then I'd go and do it. And it t- would take me all of you know 20 minutes to actually do the paperwork. Okay. And and yeah. so that the stress was absolutely unnecessary. I just built it up internally and, and I, I could have had it done a long time ago. Uh, yeah, so I'm another, glad that... Another thing to add here too, is that Rich and I are very conservative in terms of our finances and we're highly motivated by uh, avoiding penalties and interest. Oh, yeah. So we are not going to pay late fees for not getting our sales and use tax in on time or not getting that quarterly estimated income tax payment in on time. Yeah. I, we do not want to pay more than we have to. The government's already taking a big chunk. So yeah. that's another reason yeah. avoiding penalties and interest is genuinely another huge motivating factor in staying on top of the bookkeeping. And mm-hmm. to your point, maintaining is way less overwhelming and stressful than playing catch up. Yep. So. Absolutely. And that's yeah. a beautiful way to uh, to sum it up. Haley, do you have uh, anything to add regarding how you're tracking expenses? I mean, is it very similar? Are you also doing it in QuickBooks? Yeah, I am using the automated uh, version. Um, I don't have, right now, I don't have a ton of expenses uh, for my business just because like I'm not offering products to sell. Um, I'm not doing very much outside of, you know, QuickBooks is one of my expenses and um, just a couple of other subscriptions. But other than that, it's not a huge um, thing for me to review. Sure. And to that point, you said you are using that auto import feature. Have you had any issues with it? I haven't yet. Um, The only thing that I have noticed is I have to go in if I want to keep track of it mentally of what it was for. So if I ever do go out with a client and buy them coffee or lunch or whatever, if I want to make sure I know that I just have to go in and say, this was for coffee with so-and-so or, um, and it does allow you to retitle them and then also make a comment if you would like. And and to that point too, QuickBooks, uh, the, has a mobile app that enables you to mm-hmm. also track receipts, correct? So you can associate the receipts with the expenses and then make notes with them like you're talking about. Yeah. So what I really like about it is, um, if you are not separating your business and personal, um, expenses and you're using the same account, it does allow you to like swipe right or swipe left to say business or personal. And it's, it'll notify you, you have five transactions to review. And it does that with both income and expenses. That's cool. Well, again, kudos to them for designing a system that that is extremely user-friendly. One less excuse for us not to, to proactively manage our finances as photography business owners. Uh, let's. We've already alluded to this mm-hmm. this topic or these topics, but when it comes to paying sales tax and income tax, again, it may seem like kind of a mundane question, but I'm curious, do you guys, Rich and Heather, you talked about only spending a, an hour a month in QuickBooks. So maybe you can just very quickly sum up for us what that, that workflow looks like for paying sales tax and go ahead and talk about income tax while you're at it as well. Yeah. So um, Rich manually d- takes care of our income, like we mentioned, and I will take care of the expenses. Those are things that there's a lot of, we just have decided that that's simple and straightforward. And we like to be, be in control of that and make sure that everything's assigned to the proper account. Uh, what we do choose to outsource 
is um, we have a bookkeeper that we work with and she knows our business well at this point. We've been working with her for years. And so every month when we, once I reconcile that, that previous month, uh, we go ahead and let her know that we're ready for her to go into our account. Like I said, she's got a username and password. She logs into QuickBooks Online and she gets our sales and use tax numbers for us. And the reason that we choose to outsource that is because with a photography business and with print sales, that actually isn't very straightforward. It's a little bit complicated. It does get a little bit convoluted. Some print sales are out of state. Some are in state. It, it our, our lab, our clients, any client, who has any connection with a particular wedding can go online and order directly through um, shoot queue, shoot proof, excuse me. And so they, and so, and so with those print sales, uh, even though we don't have a, even though we don't make a huge amount of money through print sales at this point in our business, there's just enough to complicate things a little bit. So the numbers that QuickBooks would populate for us, if we ran a report and asked for like a taxable sales summary or something, those numbers would not be correct. So we actually outsource that to her. She spends about 30 minutes to an hour per month getting those numbers for us. And she will get back to us with a quick email. Uh, and um, that email will have our sales tax numbers in it. It'll have our total gross sales for the month, our taxable sales, and then the difference is automatically automatically calculated when we go online to the new um, Tennessee Department of Revenue recently redid their website, and so um, they have is a new it, way. Is it easier to use? I'm, I'm surely hoping because I, I, I did get used to it. Yeah, once you get used I, to it, I, I guess the transition yeah. was painful. The yeah, transition yeah, sure. was painful, yeah. but um, now that we're used to it, it's yeah. it's a quick online form. We used mm-hmm. to in the earlier days of our business, we used to have to fill out a monthly sales and use tax form and mail it in. Yep. I remember uh, so that. We don't miss those days. Yeah. Um, no. So we pay yeah. we pay our sales and use tax every month on the 19th of the month and yeah. we pay it online and it only takes a few minutes. But like I said, what we've chosen to outsource is the gathering of the information that we need in order to make that sales tax payment to make sure it's correct. So and yeah, I have a quick uh, we, question we about that before you before we dive into the income tax side. But um, when it comes to sales and use tax, one of the things that um, changed even when I was a photographer, and of course I'm going to deal with this again soon, starting up a photography business, uh, is whether or not the service itself uh, itself is taxable when it comes to sales tax. What's the latest? Uh, this from gets Tennessee really convoluted because uh, each state is different. Yeah, but for uh, Tennessee, our understanding based on talking to CPAs. Uh, and our bookkeeper is that any service that could potentially lead to the sale of a product is taxable, which means that if you are photographing anybody anywhere at any time, not, not, not anywhere. <laughs> well, Sorry. anywhere in our state, we're talking oh, yes. about Tennessee yeah. and that, that service could lead to the sale of a product. Mm-hmm. Then that service is taxable. Even if there's not necessarily a product tied up in the service at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, the only time that this does not apply for us is if we have an out-of-state client who hires us, the job, the service is provided out-of-state, mm-hmm. and then the, the product, any product that is sold is also delivered out-of-state, which means that there's no transaction taking place in the state of Tennessee whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That is the only time that we do not have to pay sales tax or if we're working for a not-for-profit government organization. Or, right. or, a commercial, or a commercial thing where, where uh, they're actually going to take my images and then resell them into like a magazine or something like that. So, uh, so, oh, okay. so, so in, in that, in that sense uh, um, that my, uh, I don't have to charge the magazine uh, sales tax because they're going to be collecting the sales tax themselves from, uh, from that, that product. So okay. was that clear? 
And certainly, and, and really the only reason I ask, because I know that our listeners don't all live in Tennessee, but the reason right. I ask and, and why this is ultimately important is uh, the significance of an understanding your local sales yes. tax laws. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, collaborate with your accountant, your CPA, somebody that can actually speak to these in detail and who can uh, make recommendations based on whatever the local laws are. Be aware of those. That's that's really the, the main point here is be aware of those because they can vary and uh, it can get a little bit convoluted, complicated. I do remember originally um, I wasn't having to pay sales tax on the actual service itself. I was paying sales tax on the product. Hmm. And then, as you say, things have changed. So yeah. um, it's yeah. good to be aware of, of those changes. And again, your accountant, your CPA can help you with with that information. Yeah. Um, Haley, do you have anything to add to that conversation about sales tax? You're smiling there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's really funny and not funny, but ironic because I actually went to a tax workshop put on by the Department of Revenue um, back in March. And they told me not to charge that sales tax. sounds like a brilliant, brilliant time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they told me not to charge sales tax for my services um, unless I am selling product. And so right mm-hmm. now I'm not offering product. I have, I mean, I'm using pass as a gallery so they can order if they want, but yeah. I'm not oh, promoting Oh, because it. you're not offering product at all. It's not like you have product and they may eventually buy product. It's that right. you are not offering it. I think yeah. that is different. That is an important distinction is mm-hmm. that everything that we do could result in the sale of a product because. Yeah. Because yeah, we use shoe proof. Yes. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, shoe proof, this whole, whole thing is to get people to buy prints. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, and, I, I use pass, but I'm not promoting it. I'm saying, you know, if you want to order, you can. But I mean, since I've moved into this business, I haven't had any orders. So I'm not like super worried about it right now. Um, <laughs> but that's really where I'm at. Um, I, I'm just, I'm not charging sales tax. And the majority of my work is in digital marketing rather than photography. I mean, I, I have the photography side of it, but uh, in digital marketing, there's not, it's all online. There's no product. It's just a service. service. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. I know a lot of photographers who will, mm-hmm. uh, that they, they will, uh, shoot, shoot a job and let the, the client download them. So there's not even a USB. There's no physical thing that mm-hmm. they're literally mm-hmm. giving the client, um, and, uh, and say, Hey, uh, you can print these, you can do whatever you want to do with them. And, uh, I'm, I'm basically out of the picture at that time. Um, and, and that case, yeah, you don't, ha- you don't have to sell, uh, charge sales tax to that mm-hmm. person. So. Yeah, that's that's how I'm doing mine. I'd like to eventually get into the in-person sales and actually selling product because I see a huge market there. It's yeah. just incredible amounts of money. Yeah. yeah, it's finding the right client to to actually buy because I think in the last seven years that I've or not seven years, four years that I've used Pass, I've had one order. <laughs> wow. wow! So it's like my most of my clients that I'm working with are they're in it for the online showing off their family, not right. printing. And if they're going to print, they go to Walgreens. And I don't have an issue with that. Um, I know the quality is not as great and I let them know that, but it's their, I mean, it's how they want to spend their money. So. Oh man, we could, that's a whole like three or four episodes. <laughs> I was going to say, we about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if that's workflow related, but I may not care. I think it's a compelling <laughs> enough subject. We might have to do that at some point. Yeah. Um, but re- regardless, as far as the, uh, the, the tax, law. Again, I'll just reiterate, we're, we're not um, trying to be experts here, pretending to be experts with regards to your tax law and your state. Make sure you check in with your accountant, your CPA. Uh, ultimately, the point here is to be aware of those laws and obviously follow them. And then at the end of the day, just stay on top of it. Be consistent and stay on top of it. Income tax. Rich, let's come back to you. 
Um, do you have some comments as to the income tax workflow and how you guys take care of that and pay that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's talk to Heather about that one. <laughs> okay, to, to Heather then. Don't look, Go don't for look it. at me. Don't look at me. By rich, you meant Heather. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? I'll actually I'll, I'll just interject really quickly here. Um, Nate Reynolds. Hey, Nate. Thanks for for watching. Nate Reynolds, um, who oh goodness, is yeah. is a long term a long time friend yeah. of of ours. Uh, Turtle Nate, as we remember yes. him from the forums. Such a great guy. Such a great Nate, guy. Nate, Nate actually says that Tennessee definitely distinguishes between digital and tangible, uh, each leading to a different answer as to whether the service is taxable. So simple version here, and thanks, Nate, for contributing to the conversation, but simple version is it can be complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to, to find professionals like like Nate uh, mm-hmm. and <laughs> others who can actually give you the information, the appropriate information. Uh, Nate actually linked us to that information, and I won't Pop that up on screen right at the second, but it is important to be aware of those details. Uh, thank you, Nate, for contributing he, he, there. He runs his own CPA firm for photographers. Is that correct? He does, yeah. And actually, we'll make sure to link to that in, yeah. in the resources. Nate, free plug for you there. <laughs> <laughs> Bills in the middle. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, Rich, let's come back to you and um, talk to us just briefly about income taxes. We have just a few minutes here. Okay, I'll be quick. Uh, so, in the first- I, I keep saying, Rich. I'm sorry, Heather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do not get, I don't know if I should take it personally. Do not get us confused. <laughs> a beautiful one. Uh, in the first uh, couple years of our business, there when we were just getting started and we weren't making we weren't making very much money, we actually were paying an annual sales tax. We would wait for tax day and we would see what we owed. Uh, the Tennessee Department of Revenue. Um, there after those first couple of years and we started turning a profit, um, they are the ones who determine how often we pay. So we were, we were informed that we were going to be um, transferred to estimated quarterly income tax payments. Um, so those are not fun. They are painful, but they definitely make tax day a whole lot more pleasant. So we, the goal is working with our CPA throughout the year. He'll actually hop in on our QuickBooks account a couple times a year, and he'll look and see how things are going compared to the previous year to, um, best determine if we need to adjust those estimated income, uh, tax payments, um, at all or not. But basically, basically, um, Based on our previous year's income, he will work up a um, an estimated income tax payment for us for the for the coming year, and he divides that into four vouchers for us. The, he prints them off, he gives them to us. We have a date that those are due, so we basically are mailing in a voucher pre-printed by our CPA um, with a certain amount and a date, and we just mail those in four times a year for um, for our estimated income tax. Uh, so it's Form 1040-ES. It's just an estimated. So we do our best to get as close as possible. But with yes, the, yeah. a, running your own business is a bit of, a bit of a moving target. You never know exactly yeah. what your income is going to be from year yeah. to year. We yeah. try to get it as close as we can. And uh, that, that's one of the uh, major benefits of our current CPA is that the, he would he would do that for us. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, because th- th- I remember and uh, just a little story is uh, one one um, one uh, day uh, a couple of years ago we were just I was having the best day I, I talked to some clients I mean <laughs> I, think, I Rich, think this is good I want to go get some popcorn so I can yeah, like, really I, I, settle I just, in for this I was having the best day money was just flowing in um, <laughs> and um, you know and uh, it was just like getting over too much you know like quit and uh, and uh, and I had a I had a hot date with my wife that night and I remember like like everything was totally amazing you know and uh and we were just having the best time and we were in the middle of our date at a nice restaurant at a very nice restaurant and um um i got an email 
This is and, a reason and, and, to turn and, off notifications. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, just, I was going to say, leave your email horrible, notifications horrible off. Turn off <laughs> notifications for date nights. I guess, I'm assuming it was in April sometime because like uh, um, that email informed us how much we owed the government uh, that, that year. And it was huge. Un- it was a huge number, huge number. We, I mean, I mean like, which is kind of good because we had a, a good year that year. I mean, like, but if but you're so, not planning to owe that oh much, oh my word. So, uh, <laughs> and so uh, it like the, the, our CPA completely that year, completely botched as far as like how much, uh, he yeah. uh, assuming how, how much we were going to pay on estimated quarterly, um, and so uh, so after that time, we're like, I do not want to write that large of a check ever again. Um, can you do this for us? And, and he and and, uh, and our new CPA said that he would. So so yeah. it's, so it's great. So yeah. Well, and again, a lot of this is just staying on on top of things, being aware of your income, paying mm-hmm. the quarterly estimated payments, because it really does kind of minimize the. The blow again. It's almost created stress factor, right? Yeah. Um, at at the end of the year, which is that massive number that you now have to write a check for or send an electronic payment for, yeah. um, it, it it minimizes that that stress or potential stress. But yeah, just it, it, oh. really the name of the game and all of this is just being proactive. And and as yeah. Heather pointed out earlier, as long as you stay on top of things, it it helps minimize the amount of total time that you that you spend in it uh, over time. And as a result, also minimizes stress in that regard. So that's yeah. that's really important. Just be proactive. It makes all the difference in the world. Haley, do you have anything to, to lend to this conversation about paying income tax and any process uh, that's an important part of your workflow? Uh, yeah, I kind of touched on it earlier with my um, spreadsheet, but I basically just have this um, formula set up to where it tells me I pay this much. I move it over into that separate bank account. So it's like, I don't actually have the money. And then when quarterly um, estimated taxes comes around to pay, I go online and I pay online. That's, that's my workflow. <laughs> simple. No, but sim- simple is good. And, and as has been emphasized multiple times now, of course, keeping those bank accounts separate, uh, again, it may seem like a given to some of you listening in, but um, that has not always been the case. I mean, Rich and Heather talked about how they didn't always do that. I certainly didn't always do that. Yep. And um, it's good to keep that separate. It keep things a lot, keeps things a lot simpler, especially if you're going to take advantage of those tools like QuickBooks has built in that enable you to auto import the data um, and, and speed up your workflow. So, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but, um, but, but we've actually had, have we've known some photographers who literally have gone out of business because they don't understand. They mm-hmm. did not. They, they didn't even know they were supposed to be collecting sales tax and they're like two years into it mm-hmm. and the government comes knocking, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and but, uh, I had no idea I was supposed to be saving this money. I l- literally have gone, um, like gone out of business because they did not get this side of their, their mm-hmm. photo- incredible photographers. They did not get this side of their business mm-hmm. on point as quickly as possible. Um, and so, I mean, like it is like, this is, this is a boring topic, but it's very, very important. It's critical. And it's, it can be very deceiving to see a balance in your, in your business bank account and oh, yeah. assume that you have money, not that, recognizing the yeah, fact that there's yeah. a lot of money tied up at any given time for someone who's running their own business mm-hmm. in, in those estimated quarterly income tax payments we're talking about in what you may owe annually, possibly in, mm-hmm. in, in sales tax and in albums. And so that's why I commend you Haley for having a separate account that you transfer the money into mm-hmm. to just mentally prepare this money is set aside. We've done that in the past, but it's a lot, it's a lot to keep, to keep on top of it, uh, 
as far as like constantly feeling like you're transferring money over. So what we tend to do and what works a little better for us is just to have margin in our bank account and just to not look at the balance and say, we let's go play and have fun. We have money because we know that there's just always money tied up, you know, that that really belongs to the business that we haven't yet paid. And so we just see the balance and know that that's not all ours, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, well, and, and I actually just had this conversation uh, with Michael Clippers, uh, one of our Boca podcast guests that we'll uh, be pushing out here in the next two or three weeks or so, uh, just interviewed recently about running, how to actually run a financially healthy business. And one of the things that I pointed out to him in the podcast episode uh, was the fact that I used to, and of course, it's laughable now, very childish of me when I think back to it, but I used to do the very thing that you're talking about, which was to look even just like a check that this client had just written to me because I, I didn't grow up in a family that, that had a lot of money. And so the idea of getting a check for $6,000 or $8,000 or whatever it might be was just this, it was so exciting. It was such a big deal. And I got fixated on that. And then I'd see that number in the bank account and I wasn't thinking long-term. I was just thinking in the, in in the here and now. And obviously that's an idiotic way to, to approach business. Um, and it and it speaks to my immaturity at the time. But um, unfortunately, I think a lot of photographers are functioning in that kind of short-sighted manner. And uh, it, it's fortunately, again, because of tools like QuickBooks and because of the resources that we have in, in local accountants and CPAs, we can get on top of things very, very quickly. Uh, and then again, to Heather... Heather's point earlier, stay on top of those on an ongoing basis. So it, it minimizes the amount of time that we have to invest in something that we we all, I, I would assume 99% of us don't enjoy and uh, focus on the other things that we do enjoy. And I'll just sum it up with this. The ultimate benefit not only comes from a more efficient workflow, minimizing the amount of time that we're, that we're spending doing something like taxes, but we can actually look at the bigger picture. And as business owners, we should be looking at the bigger picture when it comes to our numbers so that we can build a stronger business, a healthier business. We should be aware of how money is being spent over a timeline of a few months or a year and what we can do to address that in order to to, uh, create a larger profit margin, see where we're making money and focus on those clients and maybe minimize the amount of effort and energy that we're pouring into those clients who are not generating uh, the money that we want to. So you can make bigger picture, intelligent decisions as a business owner. If you're staying on top of your numbers, uh, doing this will enable you to, uh, to to create a much more, not only healthy, financially healthy, but also sustainable business. And that's so, so important. Uh, I'll reiterate again, just in closing, we none of us mean to be or, or, or acting like uh, know-it-alls when it, when it comes to this topic. None of us are accountants or CPAs. We're just sharing our experiences and hopefully, at least this is the beginning of a conversation for you and your accountant, or maybe it just stirs uh, and motivates you to to jump on top of things, to stay on top of your numbers in QuickBooks or otherwise, so that you're not only running a more sustainable business, but you're doing so more efficiently. Um, so I'll close with that. Thank you, Haley and Rich and Heather for making time to jump on and have this conversation today. Uh, Rich, I'm disappointed we didn't get the dance after all, uh, but I... <laughs> I think we kept it interesting enough. We'll make sure to link to all the resources that we referred to in our show notes. And uh, if you have any questions, suggestions for future episodes, don't hesitate to message us through Facebook. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash photogs edit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. Is that right? I think I said that right. Photogs edit. Sure. And then uh, Boca podcast, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com is our podcast. We're putting out two episodes a week right now, plus our Workflow Wednesday episodes. So three episodes a week right now, all kinds of information, great conversation, but helpful information. If you're a photography business owner, make sure you check that out. 
Thank you guys so much. Have a lovely, lovely Wednesday. Good to see you guys. See you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.